0: Eritica live and underway at the Qatari capital of Doha. What is episode 202 of this fine program on what is is semi-final eve? Hercules Gomez of the 2022 World Cup. The semifinals, by the way, bring us a new ball. We are switching from Al Rila to Al Ilm. Your thoughts? Journey to the dream makes sense, right? You dream of the semifinals. I guess so. No. What
1: is it? All right. Puro marketing, as they would say on here, right? El marketing a full effect. All right, sounds
0: good. Adidas is going to sell a few more balls. Which one do you prefer?
1: Yo, which one do you like?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Primero no, for those who don't speak Spanish, we won't fill you in on what we said. uh, Just go on with the rest of the show. You you don't have a preference. (laughs) I like the first one. I don't know why we're switching. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so we got a lot to get to on the show. What do you wearing?
1: Cuz it's something cool. Show, oh show yes. Uh, our good friends that uh, look this is a uh Puma sent me the CP10 ah. edition. they got some fly gear. Sent me some headphones as well. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Always appreciative. Whoa. Sent me a voucher for, was it, 30 grand? No, they didn't do that. I'd <laughs> I be was more than to s- happy to take it. Wow. Yeah, actually, the, the gear is pretty fly, so uh, sporting that
0: today. What are you wearing? Uh, we would put that to the Football America's budget. Actually, to my clothing budget. The, the District FC, always representing my, my hometown of Washington. Uh-huh. Lots to get to right. on well. tonight's show. We are going to be previewing the first of the two semifinals here at the World Cup, uh, Argentina against Croatia. Our good friend Morena Beltran will be back. We'll break out the tactics board. Uh, have a look at that. We've got a promise of more exportation, Herc, from Liga MX president Mikel Arriola. We'll, we'll see if we get to that because we do have a jam-packed show. We are also going to conduct a thought exercise, right? Who might be who might be the next U.S. men's national I hate team manager so much. If, if Greg Berhalter uh, does not return? But Herc, we have to start today with the story which simply will not die. What has happened with Gio Reyna at this World Cup? We're starting to get some of the details. Greg Berhalter, speaking at a leadership conference in New York on Tuesday, was asked about handling difficult decisions around performance. Here's what he had to say. Quote, an example I can give you, in the last World Cup we had a player that was clearly not meeting expectations on and off the field. One one of 26 players, so it stood out. As a staff, we sat together for hours, deliberating what we were going to do with this player. We were ready to book a plane ticket home, that's how extreme it was. And what it came down to was, we're going to have one more conversation with him, and part of the conversation was how we're going to behave from here on out. There aren't going to be any more infractions. Verhalter continued. But the other thing we said to him was, you're going to have to apologize to the group but it's going to have to say why you're apologizing. It's going to have to go deeper than, quote, guys, I'm sorry. And I prepped the leadership group with this. I said, okay, this guy's going to apologize to you as a group, to the whole team. And what was fantastic in the whole thing is that after they apologized, they stood up one by one and said, listen, it hasn't been good enough. You haven't been meeting our expectations of a teammate and we want to see change. They really took ownership of the process, and from that day on, there were no issues with this player. Worth noting, anything shared in this conference was supposed to be off the record. Uh, We've confirmed with someone who was there that attendees were specifically told this and asked not to record any of the speakers. It's also worth noting, these uh, words appeared in the event's actual own publication. Uh, after this was released, our Jeff Carlisle reached out to Greg burhalter who responded via text, quote, it's not really important who it was. The important thing is that the group had very clear standards, and they were prepared to communicate if the standards weren't being met. Sometimes that communication leads to positive change and a clear path forward. So at that point, it may not be exactly clear who the player was. Tom Bogart of MLSsoccer.com, the first to confirm on Twitter that the player was indeed Gio Reyna. From there, an article from The Athletic by Sam Stajkel and Paul Tenorio filled in some more details, including that Reyna showed a quote, alarming lack of effort in training ahead of the U.S. opening match against Wales. So much so, it was unclear if he was protecting against an injury. Several veterans, reportedly pulled him aside, including Deandre Yedlin and Aaron Long. The sources cited, and it's also worth noting the sources requested anonymity, those sources adding that the situation became quote untenable and was addressed multiple times before Reina finally apologized to the team. Okay, so we've got a few sides of the story. And then just about an hour and a half ago, we've got Gio Reyna's side of the story. He took to his Instagram account. I hope not to comment on matters at the World Cup. It is my belief that things that happen in a team setting ought to remain private. That being said, statements have been made that reflect on my professionalism and character, so I feel the need to make a brief statement. Just before the World Cup, Coach Burhalter told me that my role at the tournament would be very limited. I was devastated. I am someone who plays with pride and passion, soccer is my life, and I believe in my abilities. I fully expected and desperately wanted to contribute to the play of a talented group as we tried to make a statement at the World Cup. I am also a very emotional person and I fully acknowledge that I let my emotions get the best of me and affect my training and behavior for a few days after learning about my limited role. I apologized to my teammates and coach for this and I was told I was forgiven. Thereafter I shook off my disappointment and gave everything I had on and off the field. Reyna continued. I am disappointed that there is continuing coverage of this matter, as well as some highly fictionalized versions of events, and extremely surprised that anyone on the U.S. men's team staff would contribute to it. Coach Burhalter has always said that issues that arise with the team will stay, quote, in-house, so we can focus on team unity and progress. I love my team, I love representing my country, and I am focusing now on only on improving and growing as a soccer player and a person. I hope that going forward, each person involved in U.S. soccer focuses only on what is in the best interest of the men's national team so we can enjoy great success at the World Cup in 2026. Take a breath. A a lot to unpack there. Uh, Let's start with Gio Reyna's reported
1: behavior, Herc. What do you make of it? Okay. Let's focus only on Gio Reyna here. Okay. Gio Reyna's behavior. It's unfortunate. I'm disappointed. I'm sure Gio Reyna can give a rip if I'm disappointed or not. Out of character or not, it's not what you want to see of a player in any team setting. It's a team first. He broke that code. Don't care how old you are, you can't act like a petulant child. So no pass for his age. No pass for his age in his actions. The team is the most sacred of things in competition. Mandaneos, they run things. As a whole, nobody should be above it. Gio's actions Should Mm -hmm. and did rub a lot of those players the wrong way. How would you have felt if you were in that locker room? Same way as many of those players, upset with them. Now, where age comes into play, Gio Reyna was forgiven for it. Mm -hmm. I am glad that the group as a whole is mature enough to get there and that Gio Reyna is mature enough to seek forgiveness and to get there. Gio Reyna's 20 years old. I'm not the same person, you're not the same person Ooh, for as when we were 20 year, years old. We've hopefully have gotten better and learned from our, our experiences. It just so happens that Gio Reyna and these experiences are put on blast for the world to see. They're on literally the biggest stage possible. I don't fault Gio Reyna for his reaction. It is natural. I fault him for his actions. Okay. For his train of thought, I don't fault. For he will learn from down. this. Right. The disappointment for being let down. So what, where does it cross the
0: line? Because he lets it affect the trainings?
1: Because it lets it affect let's... his attitude, which affect his actions. You can't, for one second, give any less... Of yourself to the team and he let that consume him and it was so evident that not only did the coach bring this up to him but several players and if you think that per reports Aaron Long and Yedlin were the only ones to bring this to his attention no you're wrong there's more there's more okay and if you think other players weren't upset upset with him, you are wrong so why not send him home it almost got to that point no I see that And per many reports, reports, there was a vote. Now, it wasn't a player's vote. It wasn't a player's vote. I can tell you that. You're saying all the players did not vote. I'm saying all the players did not vote. I'm not certain if it was only a coaching vote or a leadership council vote, but all the players did not vote. Take that out of your vocabulary right now. Take that out of your train of thought. That's not the case. Geo deserves better than that. Uh, it was okay? not a uh, survivor situation. It's not a survivor situation, and, and this is the most unfortunate thing. This being out there now puts Geo's character in question. You start acting, asking yourself if these actions, these moments were there before. When they celebrated the group phase, victory of getting out of that group phase, yep. and we saw the video of him moping around, not celebrating. Going back to his actions, And his demeanor at Dortmund were there signs there. We are now putting Giovanni Reina's character into question, and that is unfortunate. Gio deserves a lot more than that. This brief experience at a World Cup where you are told by a coach you are going to have a limited role, and how devastating that must be. You never take, you never ever take away the hope, the dream from a player. Really? I don't care how true it may be. You don't take that away. You don't. You don't say, here's the carrot, it's no longer there out in front of you. You pulled the rug from beneath his feet, and that is a natural reaction, but it is not an ac- a natural action. Okay. Okay?
0: Is the emotion
1: not- is, na- is natural. His then saying, you know what, F this, I'm out. Emotionally, physically, that is not correct. So I am focusing on Gio right now. Yeah. Gio's going to get better from this, but the pure... Taking the dream away from a player, a 20-year-old kid with such a high ceiling who's gone through so much in the last 14 months, who has been so much, such a big part of your program leading up to this World Cup qualifying campaign, and you take that away from him? Man,
0: is there a case to be made for transparency? The reason I ask is because we have criticized Greg Berhalter in the past for a lack of transparency. I'm thinking specifically a case like John Brooks who you talked about all the time. Is that not something here? Because I'm wondering, like, to your point, why would you tell that to a player? Surely the manager thought that that was a good thing to communicate
1: to the player, then right? you a bad manager because you need to know who your players are. Okay. The best thing about a manager, good coaches, good managers, mm-hmm. know what they have at their disposal and how they can get the most out of those players in said pool. So if this is your pool... How can I maximize each and every one of these players to get the best for the collective? And being and honest if, here with the player thought, was not the thing to if do? If he thought being honest with a player and saying you're going to have a limited role in the World Cup and it's a big player like Gio Reyna was the best strategy to get the best out of him, then it, it, it's beyond your depth. What have I always told you about Greg Berhalter?
0: That he talks himself into trouble, among many things that you've repeated about him.
1: Yes. Talks too much. Talks too much if greg berhalter thought telling gio Reyna that he would have a limited role would light a fire on him it, underneath him for the right way in the right way an adolescent what if, a 20 year old right what if it's the opposite then he's way out of touch with this generation what if it was damage
0: control what if he thought by not telling gio that that what we saw for a few days You're be- the
1: coach. before we address it with You're the, the team would have dragged for the whole group play? you know, what the, play- phase, you know what the player would have dragged into the you round know what of what the 16? player has to do if you don't play him you know what he has to do if you don't play him? What? Train harder. Work harder. Show him that you want to be in there. That's what you have to do. But the moment you pull the rug from beneath him, I'm disappointed in the, reac- in the reaction, in said reaction, but I am not surprised by said reaction. He's not the first player with talent that's gone down this road, and he certainly won't be the last. But as a coach, you can never take that possibility, that dream away. Now, do I think Greg Berhalter, do I, do I really feel that he handled it well? In terms of Let, what went down? Yeah,
0: let's not get to the part of, of airing the dirty laundry, but no, specifically no, 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 no. handling this. Was no, this handling the right way this. to do it?
1: Handling this. Let me go back, okay? Mm-hmm. There was a moment after the Wells game where he was asked mm-hmm. about Giovanni Reina. Yes. And he said, well, it's a fitness issue. Alluding to his hamstring, right? Yes. And then he backtracks that. And then he said, it's tactical. I do feel... Greg Berhalter was trying to protect Giovanni Reina. Right. There, specifically. And in that moment, and we spoke about it, mm-hmm. when we said the truth lies somewhere in between, I do feel he was trying to protect him. If he airs that laundry out, it's going to be, you're talking about it for the whole tournament, you've lost if Giovanni you send him Reina home, at all. Are
0: you thinking, like, you could? it was the right thing not to
1: send him home? You believe that? Yeah, I think it was the right thing not to send him home. <coughs> now... We don't know how, got, how bad it got between him and his teammates. but right. the, the Untenable
0: is the reporting
1: from The Athletic. That's, wow. And I want to just point out that's not
0: one person who wrote that. That's two reporters that combined for that story who, if you don't know and who those Jeff guys Carl, are, I can't believe you're watching yeah. this show, Paul Tenori, Sam Stagegold, they've been all over this national team for a long time. And listen, you they work, know, they know if they're reporting it, it's well You work in this business
1: long enough where we are and information just kind of comes to you. Yes.
0: Well, especially you having played and agents and all that
1: stuff. And if you think we weren't aware of something in the middle of this tournament, then (laughs) you don't know who you're kind of watching here. But it's not just us. I've spoken to colleagues in other networks, Mm -hmm. and everybody would get, hey, I've been hearing rumblings about this. I've been hearing that. And you let it grow. As long as you can protect the environment, it is fine. If they thought it was... So untenable, as you just mentioned, that it was a realistic possibility where the only way things would get better was with Giovanni Reina's exclusion. Imagine how bad that was. But if that's the way— That sounds pretty toxic If that's the way you can protect the core, you can protect protect the collective, then that's what you need to do. I am glad it didn't get that far. Now, I am very surprised with individuals within that group who I think we all respect— like Tyler Adams, like Tim Ream, like Walker Zimmerman, that it would get to that place. I am very surprised.
0: I, you can't fault those guys for no, Gio Reyna's behavior. I'm not faulting those guys. I mean, and it seems like once it was brought no, to the I, team, no, 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 it was no. dealt with pretty I'm quickly. I'm not
1: faulting those guys. Yeah. I'm just very surprised it came to those lengths where he was almost let go. Now, Giov- Giovanni Reyna is going to have his own cross the bear here but there's another side to this. It's the fallout. Right, we'll get to that.
0: We'll get to that in a second. Um, I want to point out a couple things as far as kind of Burhalter's initial what seems like mishandling of this, that press conference after Wales, where he says both the tactical explanation why he went with Jordan Morris, right? And then also the story of Gio Reina's tightness, right? So, one, I think we see in the Athletic article that the performance specifically in the scrimmage against Agarafa, was so kind of overwhelmingly out of character that it forced the, the coaching staff to question whether the player was guarding against an injury. Right. Beyond that, there's a quote published from the Mix Zone after the Wales game from Henry Bushnell, who writes for Yahoo Sports, yep. where Reyna himself Good writer. Wor- uses the word tightness. So... This idea that Burhalter lied, those are Reyna's words, tightness. Those are Reyna's words. So he may have been trying to cover.
1: Well, Berhalter well, did lie, but I think it was an attempt where? to protect the player. Well, not if Reyna's saying well, it was tightness. But then he said it was tactical. Could so, it be both? No, it's one or the other. I mean, well, if, if, if the you player think, has if you think tightness. If the not fit, then it's not tactical, it's physical. Do you understand?
0: I guess so. I think then
1: we're leaving out that Burr-Halter may have valued Morris more in that role, right? Which is fine. You could say that if you want. You're the coach. Then we will question you tactically. But there is an inconsistency with Greg burr Now, I understand why. I-, I feel he's trying to protect the player. Right, right. Giovanni's 20 years old, and he's already made these, these mistakes in-house to his teammates. The last thing you want to do is put him on blast for the world to see in the biggest sporting event of this collective's life. Right. Right. Um,
0: okay, so let's get to kind of the brass tacks here, right? Gio Reyna's upset because he found out he's, he's not going to have a big role. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, we're looking back at this tournament now and the performances of everybody else. Would you have started him against Wales?
1: If he showed you that attitude? Well,
0: he, he didn't show you that. A- so the attitude comes after he's told he's not going to play a big role, when right? Was
1: that? It was that? Because in this scrimmage, the attitude was so bad, it questioned because this is what we're hearing. In this scrimmage before the World Cup, the, right, attitude, but, was so but bad, the, the attitude was so Why is the attitude
0: bad? Because he was told he was not going to have a significant Correct. role. Correct. So we have to say that before he, so he gets a pass from the group for that? No, no. I'm just saying let, let's, we're, let's get to the point where he's in training camp. Things are going normally, right? Right. It's not, we have not seen the, the bad days. Okay. Okay? Because we don't know the exact timeline. Right. At that point, should Gio Reyna have been a starter for this team?
1: Who does he start for?
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, in hindsight, the only player
1: that you could take off, or the, even the, the place that makes sense, is Tim Weah. who was your best player against Wales, one of your best players in the tournament. And I know it's hindsight. I know it's hindsight. You're not you're not taking him in for you're not putting him in for Polisic. I had a huge role. This is the starting lineups as well. Right. Pulisic, Sergeant Wea. First half. Great. Second half. There's a case to be made that a player like Gio would have provided a lot, if Mm -hmm. healthy. But I cannot fault a coach for not playing a player, not giving time to a player who betrayed the trust of his teammates. And this is where we're at. And we don't know the exact timeline, so it's very difficult. But if you're trying to tell me that Gio Reyna acted this way and his teammates called him out for it, and then he's gonna be rewarded with a start, right? I, I'm not buying
0: it. Yeah. For me, the timeline is, is a little bit more clear in that there, there must have been he comes into camp, performs however he performs, and at some point is told, hey, you're not going to have a huge role here. Then that performance drops off. That's how I read the article. Right. Um, so to me, if we go off, I know you say high ceiling all the time with Gio Reina and I, I don't doubt you. I'll, I'll, you know, you're know you the footballing expert here. so Remember that. <laughs> steady. So... Um, but if anybody, if we're going off, like, form coming in, because, of course, Gio's last year has just been ruined by injuries, right? Yeah. But if there's anybody who had a, a case to mope, feel bad about not being in that Wales 11 that we saw, to me it was never Gio Reign. It was Brendan Aronson. Right. That, that was always the Plane case for me. week in, week out. Now, if, if actually, if I look at the strengths of this team and I consider that Aronson could have been a, a great fit for you at, at one of those other way-up holistic you know, that argument, I actually think where Reyna could have really had a huge role in this tournament especially thinking about what Greg Berhalter said pre-tournament I'm going to use a lot of my subs and then seeing Which what he didn't he didn't and especially like where did he not use the subs almost at all is in that midfield 3 and clearly by the fourth game that group has run out of gas nice. it was there a, was there a start was there a full 45 minutes instead of the the 7 that he got against England to give Gio maybe it was Wales maybe it was England maybe it was somewhere else um, that could have left Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney. I don't think he's a Tyler Adams sub, but one of those two guys Absolutely. fresher for the game against Netherlands. That, that now,
1: to me is the real loss now here. Now, the timeline here is where we're not clear, correct? Because we don't know at what point the apology was deemed or was given and it was deemed enough. Well, it sounds like after the Wales game, things were, after that, there were no more problems. After if the apology. After the Wales game, there are no more problems. Giovanni Reina has to play a lot more. If he's forgiven, by his teammates, by the coaching staff. And it's all put aside like we've heard it was put aside. He has to get more playing time because of that ceiling, because of the fresh legs, because you know the talent level is there to help you win. Now, not winning against Poland, or excuse me, not winning against Wales, not winning against Wales puts you behind the eight ball. You win against Wales, you're afforded more leeway for substitutions to revamp or to rotate, to do certain things. You take certain liberties that you normally wouldn't take if you're behind the eight ball. They tied, very unfortunately, and that put them behind that eight ball, and that's when the hand in Berhalter's mind is forced.
0: Right. I also think the Wales game, no matter what, is closest to the Agarafa scrimmage, which seems to be the inflection point, right? right? So I could see the manager having trouble trusting the player in that wales game even if this had been cleared up pre-wales having just seen that effort even if you if you think it's cleared up you might say, "I need I need more time before I can trust this player and put him back out there." And maybe it wasn't just the manager that felt that. You're talking about the other players who felt that, and and the manager clearly can't put a guy that the other if he doesn't trust him, and the other guys don't trust Listen,
1: him. We we've been hearing about scuffles that happen on the field and players calling each other out. These things happen all the time. Yeah. Okay. What doesn't happen all the time is a team or a coach ready to ready to send excuse me a player home from a major tournament. From my, from, that, to me, from, speaks to the severity what, of the behavior. That That's what it is. Now, if That's it was, more on Gio and, than and, anybody and, else. And, it, and clearly, Gio accepts that. Right, he owns it. I, Gio is 20 years old, and in his, in his statement, and listen, they have agents, you have a camp, you have a marketing team. It was very well put out. His acceptance in his role for not playing, for letting his teammates down. Gio Reyna... Post, that disciplinary issue in everything we've heard, has been fine. Yeah. And his response to a betrayal has been fine. OK. Let's get to the response to the response. Greg
0: Burhalter: Has he broken the code of the locker he- room here? What's your reaction to this story spilling out in this manner?
1: Why? What type of Muppet does this? Think about this. Ah, that's strong. No, it's not. Your one job is the collective. Your one job is to treat that locker room like a sanctuary. Giovanni Reyna's statement. Mm -hmm. Greg Berhalter's own words of keeping things in-house betrayed right there. I've not been to many symposiums.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I can't imagine you would tell a mass number of people to shh keep this between us. What do you get out of that? By singling out a player, not naming him, knowing, because we said this, somebody will talk. It will get out. And then having it get out this way and then saying, oh, my bad, I, I thought that was off the record. Right. I said off the record. So he was asked It's about- a betrayal, Sebi. He betrayed that locker room. And if I'm another player in that locker room, how could I ever trust him again?
0: So he was asked about like handling difficult decisions around performance, that's the question. He literally could have picked any other example to give. He clearly chose this one. Do you think that he wanted it to get out or do you think there's a, cause you always say, if there's anybody that's green here with this team, it's Greg Burhalter. Is this him being naive or clever? Right? Has he intentionally put this out in this manner, or is he naive to have thought? That's diabolical.
1: If you think he intentionally put it out in this manner. Well,
0: I, I I don't believe that Greg Berhalter is so naive to think that speaking to a room, even if the rules are off the record, that this would not get out. Because... Literally, if he didn't want this to get out, he could have chosen any other example. He could have chosen something from Columbus crew days, right? He chose this example to a room full of people. How about this? He may not wanted it to have gotten out, but I don't think he minds that it got out because if he really wanted to keep it a secret, this is not the story that he would have told in this symposium. That's hard for me you don't to believe. do
1: think he minds that it got out? This undermines the message that he's been peddling the whole cycle. So he's just naive enough to think that a room full... Polo- that's, that's one word. That's one word you could use, Sebby. I mean, Seb, he's not a good leader. That's a reality here. For all the,
0: for all the uh, they've built a great chemistry, they've built a great culture, all of this, all the recruits
1: that have come in, he's not a good leader. And he doesn't like confrontation. Because... He's come on this show twice. There was confrontation from you. John Brooks. There was confrontation from Matt Miazga. There's been confrontation in the past. Certain altercations, players, and they're no longer there. So that's one way. And then you're going to put up a leadership council. We saw the rotation of the armband throughout the cycle, which to me was ridiculous. So he
0: should be more of kind of a dictator in that locker room. He takes it's the decision, a he owns the decision. No, 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 no,
1: no. A leadership council. Okay. That's saying there are certain problems and, and listen, That's what a captain is for, right? But saying these problems are your problems to players is not correct. There are certain things that players shouldn't be policing themselves on because it becomes a Lord of the Flies environment, and that is not healthy. That is not cohesive to to a locker room type ambiance. That's where he is wrong. If there was a vote with the leadership council, or even his own coaching staff, at the end of the day, it's his job. There are a lot of good things he did in dealing with this, okay? Trying to protect the player. I really do think he was trying to protect the player, and that's a good thing. Right, because the nuclear option is send him home. This is a boneheaded move. And trust me, I'm sure it wasn't easy for him having this type of rift with Giovanni Reina. Claudio Reina and Claudio Reina's wife are very close to Greg Berhalter. I'm sure this is very difficult for him, which makes everything even worse. It makes it worse. And now you may be trying to resign with US soccer. You may be trying to dip your toe in the European pool. To that point,
0: I'm interested in what you said, that this effectively loses the locker room for him. I think you said, you know, if you're a player in there now, how do you trust him moving forward? As I put all this together, um, and I don't believe Burhalter to be so naive. I do think he's somewhat calculated. Um, this feels like a guy that's on his way out. I would, I, I, don't, if he was coming back or wanted Why to come back. Why the
1: strays? There, there, there are ways to go out. And, and do you not Berhalter, read into that, into this that way? That this is a guy on a, the you're way out? you to let a 20-year-old catch strays like that? I'm not saying it's the right way to go
0: out. I'm just can, saying wow. you don't do this if you're coming back if you have a mind on coming back. Fair,
1: fine, okay? But if I'm the next team, Mm -hmm. if I'm the next uh, potential landing spot, this is a tournament setting. Mm -hmm. This is a team that gets together once every, what, three months, Mm -hmm. and you've had these issues, how will it be in the day-to-day? Wouldn't that make me second-guess things? Now, Greg Berhalter, honestly, I think he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. I think he's done a lot of good with the program his management of certain players, certain roles, has left a lot to be desired. We've seen reports of players in that locker room, per The Athletic, who think there may be a problem in terms of respect.
0: Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. I've had a lot of questions for you. Uh, You put out a tweet a couple hours ago. Uh, People are pouring in uh, with questions about this specific situation. So usually we save check dimensions for kind of the end of the show. Why don't we do check dimensions now uh, and see what the people want to know specifically about this situation. We'll start here. Carlos asks, does the geo incident turn into a Carlos Vela? Okay style incident in regard to future men's national team calls. For those who don't know, there was an incident with Carlos Vela and the Mexican national team that that kind of spilled over to the federation. It ends up with Vela missing the 2014 World Cup, and I don't know, maybe it plays a role in his decision not to come back after the 2018 World Cup. What do you think? Any chance we go down that road here? Wow, it
1: would be... No way. Insanely you
0: statement. He loves playing for It would team. be insanely no
1: unfortunate mm-hmm. if if that is the case. Because we saw how it went down with Carlos Vela, the most talented player of his generation, didn't want to play a World Cup because he had been spurned. He had been scapegoated by the Mexican press because of the federation. Federation. Well, really. who, who puts a, who, who lights a, who lights a, who puts the fire extingu or the um, lighter fluid on the there. gas on the fire? But, yeah, thank, yeah. You. thank you. It's it's the press. So that would be very unfortunate, but I don't believe so. I don't think they're the same person at all. Carlos Vela forget said
0: he likes basketball about, more than oh, soccer.
1: Forget about that for a second. Claudio Reyna, his mother, two individuals that are very important. Represented the national team. Represented yep. the national team. I don't think because of that support system that would happen. Right. But he's 20 years old. He made a mistake, and I think he's paying too dearly for this. Yeah. That would be
0: a terrible if Gio Reyna goes down the uh, Carlos Vela path, certainly for fans of the U.S. men's national team. Let's get to our next tweet here on Check Dimension. stand the Man, or uh, USSF Burner. I love it. How does this kerfuffle affect Greg's perception among club teams? sir you were kind of talking about that uh, before. What's a ker-
1: ker- k- kerfuffle?
0: Kerfuffle. Um, it's like a
1: scrap. All right. Mix up. Okay. roce. See. Si. All right. Um, yeah. I do think Greg Berhalter is going to have club offers. Yeah. I I think here within the World Cup, neutrals, outsiders especially, saw a group they liked that was well-worked. Every time we spoke to somebody, they talked about how bien trabajado they were. So it was well-coached is what they're saying. That's something that for Greg Berhalter is going to be a feather in his cap. And moving forward, he's going to have opportunities. But if you could see and if somebody dissects how kind of things have gone through his hands and he's kind of let things get bigger than they should have in some way, shape, or form, this could be something where you have to keep an eye on if you're a club. Yeah. It's tough because I feel
0: like, as you mentioned, the initial handling of the problem is solid, which is a club team, that's what you want to see. It's the handling of the communication after that. And it's what you often
1: talk about, which is what you say to the yeah. press. And, and that's where Berhalter gets in trouble. And Seb, this is a leadership symp- symposium, right? You could have used a million examples yes. Yes. from your time in North Carolina, from your time in Sweden, from your time playing in the Bundesliga, from your time in the Nash team as a player, to whatever used the one hot button topic that's on why the tip I think of it was everybody's tongue.
0: Yeah, that's why I think it was intentional.
2: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
0: All right, uh,
2: let's move on
0: with Surprise, Surprise, Herc. More on Greg Burhalter and more reporting from The Athletic. Uh, again, from Paul Tenorio and Sam Stachgill. Uh, and their article, which was actually, I think this is two days old now, uh, states that one source close to multiple players said Berhalter would, quote, face a major challenge in continuing to command respect from a group that is mostly playing in Europe, end quote. Herc, this is something, nothing, or everything as it pertains to Greg Berhalter's potential future with the U.S. men's national team.
1: I think it's everything. You You need to have the group buy into the message And if the majority of the group is already, I shouldn't say majority. It's
0: one source close to multiple players. You know what that sounds like to me? Hmm. Agent.
1: Okay. Great. Could be. Do you think there's some truth to it?
0: Sure, but there's also an agenda to it if it comes from an agent. Which I don't know, but one source close
1: to multiple players. But you don't know
0: it's an agent. Who do you think it is? It's one source close to
1: multiple players. Who was the report from?
0: Uh, Paul and Sam. Same guys. Paul and Sam.
1: Uh, I don't think they just put it out if it's just some random agent. And I'm not saying there's just random agents. But what I will say here is um, not only do I trust the reporting, there's a logic to it. Right. Right? Just when you say majority, I think it's worth right. noting. A- it's one I, source. And I myself, yeah. not majority. But there's a logic to it, right? I've always told you this is a very young group. This is a very green group. What What follows that when I say it? The manager. Who's the greenest? Yeah. The manager. And you saw versus the Netherlands – they didn't lose because the netherlands were better athletes or were in better moment or even better players because maybe some of that's debatable like greg berhalter's comments about memphis depay right right you were out coached so you th- think, there is you think- some sentiment there's there's some truth to that sentiment there where if there was a better coach you can get more out of these players who are already brushing shoulders with some of the world's elite, who are already in some of the best tactical so schemes that's what, and setups. I
0: don't think they're looking at it as like, oh, we got out outcoached against Netherlands. If it's the players based in Europe, a lot of them are being exposed to elite coaching there. If you're at a Chelsea, if you're at a Juventus, I say? Barcelona, Milan, it's really that you're you're getting the best of the best there.
1: What say? I say? Well, I mean, that, that, you said
0: Rossi. I thought you are talking about players and who they're playing with. You didn't specify. No, no, managers. just
1: in general. That, but that's right. what I'm trying to tell you. So you're being exposed to something different, and then you come to the national team, and you're saying, you know what? Hmm. I just think it's a logical question if this manager has the chops to deal with players that are already at a world level competing. Uh, also from the article, they say another source claims that some players felt
0: Burhalter's messaging was inconsistent as far as who he decided to call up and not call
1: up. Really? Yeah. You mean like playing a high line and Tim Ream doesn't fit that high line, but you call in Tim Ream and then you don't play a high line? Like, and listen, Tim Ream was great. He was great. Is that a, sorry, is but that, that a, was an
0: excuse for John Brooks. Do players evaluate all managers like that? Like even though you didn't play in Europe when you were with the national team, were you like, oh, what's this guy coming in? What's that guy coming in? Is that no, a usual if,
1: thing for players to do? No. No, you don't question who comes in. That's not, But you do question the message of okay. why they come in. Okay. Right? Right. So if Greg Berhalter is sitting here saying his defenders need to be athletic, his defenders need to do something, need to play a certain way in a high line, and that is the reason why John Brooks didn't play, okay, well, that goes across the board. And I think those are the inconsistencies there. Isn't the first time that players have – Expressed their frustrations with the message. You saw Christian Pulisic after the Canada game yep. in Nashville. Express his frustration with the message or the overall tactical plan against Canada. Okay, there have been moments. Criticizing where that
0: tactics is different than looking at who well, he's calling. You in criticize
1: tactics publicly. You're criticizing the coach. That's okay. just a reality.
0: Uh, all right. So we've hammered this enough. Let's have some fun. This wasn't fun. <laughs> well. Not for everybody. Uh, let's go down the hypothetical route. Oh, God. Let's say Greg Berhalter is going to get a job oh, coaching geez. in Europe. The U.S. men's national team is going to need a new head coach <sighs> ahead of 2026. So in this thought exercise, we're going to approach it uh, kind of like the college admissions process. And I don't remember Explain much about it. this to me. Because it I was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but here's basically how it works when your you think about your college. schools. Right? You've got your safety schools. All right. where, where you're pretty sure you can get in. You've got your possible schools, where you think you got a pretty good shot, but, but maybe you don't get in. And then you've got your reach schools, your Ivy Leaguers. Your dream. Your dream schools, all right? right? All right. Um, so let's, let's use those filters, those categories, to pick national team managers. Let's start, Herc, with your reach manager for the us men's national team for 2000
1: oh if i had a dream we can dream give me zinedine zidane what okay if that's the dream i want a player uh oh, who was a player yeah. who was well revered wow and well respected but as a manager equally as successful and, and get this what i love about him is you look at his madrid teams what did they do the best they won in tournaments. They won! In tournaments. In they tournaments. won! Yes, yes, And you could say ADN Madrid. You could say that's just part of the DNA. But he has that DNA in him. He gets the best out of players. He's the guy. He's the guy. Zinedine Zidane is the guy that convinced Cristiano Ronaldo not to be a winner, winger anymore. You are a nine. You are a central figure. All I want you to do is score goals. He's the guy who gets players to buy in. That's my... Reach if I could really reach for anybody. I mean, the resume speaks for, himself, for itself, but imagine these players playing under a coach like Zinedine Sidan just how invested they would be in that message, right? Exactly. You talk about
0: kind of respect from the European guys, you couldn't have like more respect than Zinedine Sidan. I wonder if the lack of international experience uh, bugs you a little bit, but for my reach manager, I'm also going with a guy that doesn't have, per se, international managerial All right. I'm going her with Jurgen Klopp. Now, uh, The Athletic has reported that U.S. soccer has expressed interest in Pep Guardiola. But I actually think Pep Guardiola wouldn't be a great fit for this player got those players, right? I mean, you can't go out and just buy midfielders are going to ping yeah, it around. Brian doesn't know he's not from the States? Uh, maybe he has an uncle or something. Or a younger cousin. A uh, uncle? I, you be, want to uh, I don't know, anything. A grandfather, whatever it takes. Um... For me, I like Klopp. One because I think he would mac. I love the the, the counter pressing style, right? If we think about what this the team heavy does, heavy metal style, yeah, play. and yeah. what this team does best. Those three guys in the middle there, that MMA midfield, just as soon as the ball's turned over, locking in uh, and going at it. I also think there's some tactical tactical flexibility there. He plays kind of a, a famous four-three-three now at Liverpool. It wasn't that way so much at Dortmund. It was it was a different setup, more like a four-four-two, four-four-one-one. So even though he has a style, he doesn't have a locked-in formation. So for okay. me, that's why I'm going with Jurgen Klopp. Uh, the only problem, he might cost you uh, like $20 million a year because he's on $19 million a year well, uh, right organize now. Organize that, Copa America. Get Liverpool. that surplus. Uh, give me your possible
1: choice as men's national oh, team manager. Oh, people are going to hate me for this one. Oh, they already do. Oh, my goodness. Jose Mourinho, come on down. No. Now, listen, my only gripe here, uh, he is possible, by the way. My man's coach Conference League, so don't tell me he's not possible. I was just about to say. And this, he mentioned, and he like mentioned the U.S. Men's National Team and that pool and how exciting it was, this young team. Here's my only wrinkle, as the producer would say, is it's not very good with the youth. How do you think he <laughs> handles the Geo situation? Yeah, uh, that would be a, a little wrinkle there. But. The style, listen, you don't have the players or not, you don't have the pool. I know everybody would love to see an attacking, proactive style. Uh, there are certain things that he, I think, could really, really maximize. And he would be a lot of fun to cover. That's
0: what I'm going to agree with you right there. The media fireworks uh, uh, would just uh, be yeah. off the chain if we got uh, Jose oh, yeah. Mourinho. I think they would also be off the chain if the guy that I'm going to give
1: you is my possible pick. Okay, who's your possible pick here? El Loco. Abreu? No, (laughs) Marcelo Bielsa. Oh, you is crazy.
0: Uh, Why do I like this one? One, he's available. So a little bit more uh, possible, I think, than Jose Mourinho. Uh, Two, I go back to, of course, he's had the national team job with Argentina and Chile. Argentina, uh, actually it went well in the qualifying, did not go well famously in the 2002 World Cup. With Chile, uh, he does two things that I think are important. One, he brought in a generation of young players, Mm -hmm. right? So we know he knows how to work with young guys. And two, he took Chile, which was a team that had failed to qualify for back-to-back World Cups, not only got them qualified and into the round of 16 in 2010, but did so with a much more attacking style. I think that's a fit there. The other thing I like about Bielsen, I I think it's kind of been lost uh, after his run at Leeds and some of the... Very exciting games, but also catastrophic results that they had. He's a pretty good tournament coach. With Atletic right. Club de Bilbao, he got to a couple finals, a Copa del Rey, a Europa League. They didn't win, but they got to the
1: finals of those there is, tournaments. Yeah, there is a, a point where that message fizzles out and guys get physically just drained. I will say this. Is, is uh, that
0: international level, though? Isn't it different? You're not maybe, doing it every maybe. single day.
1: And, and I, will, I will say this. Um, there's a reason they call me loco, yes. one. Mm-hmm. A- and two, if you wanted to go that route, you could go a lot cheaper with uh, Matias Almeida. Oh, okay. It's a good it's shout. It's exactly the same type of coaching style, and it'd be a lot cheaper. But yes, yes I understand Someone what you're Someone very with. familiar with the region yep. as
0: well, uh, yep. more so certainly okay. than Bielsa. Okay. Uh, let's get to what was very familiar from my college application process, <laughs> the safety schools. Uh, who, is your, in the
1: house? who is your safety
0: <laughs> manager uh, for the U.S. men's national team, Hercules?
1: Let's go, Jesse Marsh. Your time has come. Full throttle, high press. Get your guys geared up and ready. You know these players already. You know the setup. You pretty much Piojo Herrera your way into every interview when it comes talking about the US no, Men's National Team. No, he's not like Piojo Herrera. Oh, he's a Piojo no, 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 no. Pio Herrera when it comes to talking about the US Men's National Team. I'm not saying I want the job, but let me tell you why it's a great job. That is, uh, I mean, a, a, he's supposed to say that. Oh, yeah? OK. Yeah. Uh, and Jesse Marsh would be an ideal fit. Um, respected European pedigree knows the pool there is no player in this pool who he doesn't know that's a reality right the strengths the weaknesses knows how physically capable they can be plays a style where if everybody's bought in it's very exciting to watch it's very chaotic at times but it's very effective as well and I know you can say well look at the leads and whatnot okay that is one thing when we're talking about a tournament setting, I do think that style could be very effective. And he's very possible. He's, he's a guy who just makes it obvious he's interested in that job and that role at some point in time. And I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I just wonder, like, as we look at the moves, like, as Premier League job, really good job, to U.S. men's national team, is that a, is that a lateral move or, or even a downward move? Because for the guy that I'm picking as my representing safety your choice— your country is
1: a, a downward move?
0: No, not for a guy who wants to do it. But the Premier League job is is not something that a lot of American managers attain. And so I think if he's got that, it's going to be tough to leave that, I think is my point. Obviously, you can go to the national team. change in three years too, right? (laughs) Totally, especially at Leeds, right? Uh, We know that could go down. So for me, I'm going with somebody who it would definitely be a step up to go to the national team. The guy I'm picking is coming from major league soccer. One Jim Curtin of the Philadelphia Union. One, oh, we know he's good with young players. Specifically, you just want controversy. we know that he's good with American young players, okay? He's a defense-first guy, right, which I kind of like. I think that's a good identity to have for tournament soccer. We've seen him do well in tournaments, not always win them, but get to finals of the Open Cup this past year, get to the final um, of MLS Cup. Awesome. We also know...
1: Let's bring him to the national team. We
0: also know that he maximizes what he's got, which I think is a critical, critical point for a national team manager. 27th, next to last in spending in MLS. Awesome. And he's got them top of the Eastern Conference
1: competing for MLS Cup. This is unfair, and I hate you in production because you know that I like me some Jim Curtin. But if you're trying to say that one of the reasons he should coach the national team is because in a salary cap he's done well. I'm saying that you have a limited
0: like, in, in a national team, you can't go out and buy players. There is a limit. It's not a salary cap. There's a cap on your player pool, and you've got to make the most okay. of it. And you've got to be flexible, and I think that's the other you thing. You want to win,
1: right? He has shown that he's flexible. You want to win, right? Yes, of has course. Has he shown that he's a winner?
0: Uh, you can't say that he's not a winner when he's 27th out of 28 in spending and getting him to MLS Cup. Come on. What has that's, he won? That's harsh. No, no. What no, did no. the last manager win? Oh. no. who? No. Burhalter. Who? Berhalter.
1: They, and you want to go down that route again?
0: I think it's, I think it's you different. You
1: just proved front point. I, I, love me some G- I love me some Jimmy Curtin. Curtin has done much more MLS than I love me some Jimmy Curtin, and it hurts that you're having more. me question him. I love me some Jimmy Curtin. But this is a national team. It's not like, hey, look what he did with this club team that he didn't win with. It's a national team. We'll see. We'll see. Greg Burhalter
0: noted Philadelphia Union, and Jim Curtin-Hater. I love me, Jim Curtin. Not on one hurt. I'm medic. All right, time to continue our preview for Tuesday's semifinal, Argentina-Croatia. We welcome back to Football América's Morena Beltrán. Morena, great to have you back with Hi, us. Hi, thank you. We didn't you. scare you off after <laughs> the first you. time. Huh? No, no, you didn't,
4: you didn't. Uh, I think I'm starting a, a new friendship with with this. Okay, yeah. great. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The tactical and I board think is it, perfect. Yeah, the board. And I think it could be our superstition. I hope we... Oh, we uh, it's going to be a good luck charm. That's uh, right. I hope so, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope we don't have to suffer again. <laughs> That's right. Because the last, the last minutes of the, of the first time it was. Yes. So
0: we did have you on only once, an Argentina advance. So as far as superstitions go, we're, we're perfect okay. so far. I uh, hope so. Let's react to what we just heard there from Scaloni. It mm-hmm. seems like everybody around the world is kind of saying the Argentina team has bad behavior. What's mm-hmm. been the reaction uh, from ESPN Argentina and some of your <laughs> colleagues over there?
4: I, I, I laugh about it because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what people expect expect about uh, like this kind of matches right uh, for me it's it's something like it's it's normal it's uh, I, I don't know maybe there's there's people there's media there's press that watch football every four years. like maybe uh, don't leave the, the 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 football every every weekend. So maybe they don't understand how a match can end like this. I think it's totally normal. I I didn't uh, o- offend or or get angry because. Uh, uh, four players of of netherland were like uh Lautaro going to 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 to, to, kick, to kick his penalty and they were like going to say some things it's football i think it's it's normal and for me it was spectacular that that uh, our leaders like uh, Messi and, uh, and other players uh, show that reaction. For me, it's completely normal. Okay.
1: You say it's normal. One thing that wasn't normal was Messi's behavior. And let me let me tell you why. Yes, because normally, and even in Argentina, yeah. some would go as far to say that he's look, lukewarm, that he's a pecho frio. Uh-huh. But we're seeing a different kind of Messi this day in this World Cup. More Maradona. Uh-huh. Why are we <laughs> seeing this? I
0: like that comparison.
4: Uh-huh. I think Messi um, always been like that, but uh, maybe he has when when we start with Argentina, with the national team, uh, maybe he was a, a little bit um, uh, younger, yeah. yeah. And there were o- other uh, players like Mascherano, like another leaders that at that time. But I think Messi always been the this player, like answer on the pitch. Uh, and now he, since I think, he's a uh, Copa America of 2019, Seven. oh,
1: I'm sorry, no, yes. no,
4: the, the 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 one before we, mm-hmm. we win it, uh, he uh, speaks about the the. Um, uh, how do you say El arbitro?
0: the referee? The
4: referee and and other stuff that maybe he was more reserved because <clears throat> he has a, another players that that make that things and now he is that that player and I think uh, maybe in his consideration is his last World Cup mm-hmm. and I think he's he's uh, he's doing everything he can to to take that path.
0: Speaking <coughs> of the referees, there were 17 yeah. yellow cards. No. If, uh, if my count is <laughs> I think it's a,
4: the second uh, match that has the most. Uh, it was
0: historic. Yeah. H- historic. As a result of that, Argentina will be yeah. without a few key pieces. Acuña and Montiel. Now, Acuña is a starter. Yeah. So how does that impact what you think will be the eleven tomorrow? Huh. Not just in terms of his position, but if it impacts like, any other yeah. changes or formation.
4: Yeah. Um, this, this is Argentina? Yes. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I think we set it up right, but change it okay. as as you want. Yeah,
4: yeah. We are not going to play, I think, with five uh, defenders Okay. Again. So I think it's going to be like... Um, oh, maybe we can... Use this one. I think it's going to be like our traditional system. Maybe with Leo over here. I think the the doubt is if Di Maria plays. He's mm-hmm. started or no? Um, maybe he's not 100 ha- uh, percent, but. It's a semi-final, so you have to take the risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be Tagliafico instead of in te, instead of Acuna. I think Lisandro Martinez, that it's a, a great player, would be uh, will be uh, at the bank again. So we would be uh, Molina, Otamendi, Cuti uh, Romero, Otamendi, and Tagliafico, Enzo Fernandez. But maybe if Di Maria is not available to the to, to be a starter, I think maybe he could play with Paredes. So they will make a 4-4-2 with with Messi playing whatever he wants, but that's the dub. Maybe or he adds another midf- midfielder or he adds Di Maria from Quick, the start.
0: One question on Acuna, Tagliafico. Yeah. How does that change what Argentina can do, or are they the same players? Like how a no how different? Right.
4: No, I think uh, Marcos is a, like more instinct player. He he makes everything with he. With his strange, because he's so physical mm-hmm. and I like he's maybe more a chaotic player, I but like but that it's, chaotic. yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's good. Yeah. But I think Argentina has that kind of players, like the Paul. They, it, it, you have some debilities, or or, but you have a lot of strangers with that. So I think uh, Taliafico, it's it's a. Uh, it's a player with like more tactical mm. uh, awareness. Yeah, uh. yeah. Like more, He he's really uh, intelligent. Uh, he has good pass, but it's more, it's, uh, how do you say prolijo? Prolijo. Yeah, like.
1: Pragmatic, uh, or?
4: Yeah, no. Uh, como um, uh, de lo contrario desordenado.
1: Oh, he's very organized. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's, he's very organized. Structured. Yeah. Yes. The opposite Struct- of chaos, as, yeah. Yeah. as we would say, yeah.
4: Mori, yeah. let me ask you a question. <laughs>
1: I spent all week trashing Molina and Acuña. Oh, yes. really? <laughs> and how that work being, out for you? Yes, they ended up being <laughs> no. key factors in the game oh against my the God. Netherlands. Why were they so important against the Netherlands? Oh, or how were they so yeah. important?
4: Yeah, I think um, Argentina always had like the uh, Molina, Acuña, Ortagrafico, Montiel. They were more like, uh, 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 how do you say it? Uh, Post- supporting uh, roles, yeah. Yes. Supporting roles, no, no, no. So like, uh, uh, they they wouldn't impact so much uh, in the in the structure of the team. Like Argentina always have uh, their their uh, his his like su Yeah,
1: their strength, Their, strength. their yeah. strength,
4: yeah, in the middle. So maybe they use it more to take the ball like this and this, and then ha- uh, create the spaces inside right uh, they they didn't um terminar finalizar yeah, they didn't finish they, they, they they didn't finish a lot but in this match we play with another with another uh, defender yeah center back so they have the possibility to mm. uh, go very very high uh, Molina made a lot of movements like inside he was playing like a like a second uh, strike for 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 some time so it was really good uh, you see like at the goal Messi has the uh, he, he he made like this moment with this the moment with, the, yeah, with yeah. the ball and then he goes like this and Messi <laughs> put the
1: Messi does what he does yeah he's got so
0: uh, right after the game against Netherlands, when you came back, you were obviously very excited. The first yeah. thing you said to me was Di Maria, his impact. Yeah. But he, he only played eight minutes, right? He comes on no, in, in, in minute 112. So, incredible. if we think that in that game they go three at the back, that allows the wing backs to get forward. If they're yeah. only going to play two at the back now in terms of your central defense, yeah. then probably the wing backs, the outside backs are not going to go up as much. So, it how important be. then is Di Maria's role? Whether he starts or yeah. even if he comes off the bench,
4: you see Di Maria for me like it, it's, it's it's our second best player <laughs> uh, after Messi, and he has like something we say in Argentina that is potrero, mm-hmm. uh, like a street, yeah. A street he has the street yeah. spirit and he 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 creates movements and um, jugadas plays yes plays plays that don't exist. Mm. Yeah, he has that that ability and he has of course his left footed that it's it's full of talent but oh <laughs> i think i think di maria um, would start of course uh, on the right maybe do you we- think he starts i don't know i don't really know i ha- i think di maria uh, has something very special it's that he doesn't need adaptation he can enter like at the uh, and the second time or like uh, 50 minutes and later. He gets involved yeah, very quickly. yeah, and he impacts right away on the matches. You you saw the other day. I think if Escaloni um, will have the possibility to not risk him, he he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't put him on the pitch because you you saw him. He was like uh, he he's so electrical and he didn't he didn't had that. But. Oh, he had like other things, like going inside, making some some passes here and trying things that Argentina would not at that time, and he impact he really impact uh, on the on the on the match. But I think uh, on the play, but I think if he starts, he will do it on the right. Of course, I think maybe Tagliafico would be the um, the um, left defender. Left back. Yes, uh, that that could be like more uh, more involved in the in the f- initial phase. Build so up, could? yes. In the build up, perfect, and maybe um, Molina, yes, would uh, would yeah. would go with Angel because Molina and Di Maria.
0: I can see that yeah. being dangerous, no?
4: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Argentina, of course, will have Enzo here, Depaul, Paul, Alexi Allister, Messi. And Julian, I think maybe Julian would be that player that will move over here because Argentina won't have won't have a player to to go on the left side.
1: But when we talk about Croatia <clears throat> and how defensively structured they oh. are, I mean the lines are so it's true, yeah. yeah, so compact and make it very difficult for what you say is the strength of Argentina. Yeah. How can Argentina hurt them?
4: Oh I think Argentina uh, if Paredes plays uh, would be a good news because I think Argentina maybe uh, can have more more players inside and has yeah in uh, at that point maybe would have yeah the one like the Paredes here between the center backs yeah between the center backs and Enzo could play like uh, with more freedom and just have the uh, the um, <clears throat>
1: the wing backs here. yeah the yes. wing backs
4: uh, really high like Molina and Talia Fico i i think if Paredes play would be a good news i think Argentina if moves um, the fast uh, move fast the ball uh, would will can break this because uh, here i think it's one one to one right too much one to one we have to take we have to be very careful with the with this player uh Juranovic.
1: yes he likes to attack
4: yeah and he's like a, a train we say in Argentina <laughs> yeah he ha- he's really he has really abilities or qualities with his physique so I think we have to be really Mindful. careful yeah. yeah with with him but I think it's Argentina will have these spaces if he, if moves the ball like to here and here and Paredes has the ability to 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 take these risks because he's so technical and he can make really good pass uh, yeah I think we can make that. And then we have players like Messi that if you give the ball and he has someone pressing him, he will (laughs) go out anyways. So
0: So. we've talked a lot about kind of Argentina attacking. I want to consider now maybe Argentina more in a a defensive space and and what the strategy might be Mm. there. Because I think when we talk about Croatia, uh, we're very much focused on, let me get that right, on Luka Modric. Uh, No? So... Where's this guy? Yeah, this four. Be... Yeah, kind of four right there. Four. So Modric is <clears throat> probably this player here, right? If yeah. we think of them in a four-three-three. Three. Yeah. Brozovic here, Modric maybe that guy kind of coming in on the left side. Yeah. How does Argentina stop Modric, or not stop him, but limit his impact? Yeah. Because that's obviously the key player. For I Croatia. think
4: Argentina uh, has the 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 same intention with with Netherlands, like to to try to Frankie the young. Uh, don't impact on the doesn't impact on, on the game and he always has or the Paul or Alexis it depends uh, on on where he moves because uh, Luca is, it's a it's a free player like he moves whatever he wants right. yeah he has that, that responsibility so I think Argentina will try to, to make uh, pairs you say yes to make pairs with the with with, to their, up with them. yeah to, to the, with their made filers so I think that that could work, but maybe you have to limit always the the receptors, right? You say it mm. like that. Um, who's receiving the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's, so who's receiving? Supplies,
1: who supplies? Luca supplies? Yeah.
4: I think if Luca uh, plays the 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 farthest as we can of of our of our pitch would be the would be the best. I think Argentina has to have really has to be really careful because they like really direct uh, on their on their attacks. I don't think it's it's uh, it's um, he, they have of course Kovacic and um, Brozovic and Luka but they are they don't move so much the ball maybe yes they are intelligent and try to to uh, the rhythm of the match put it down but when they can attack they go like with 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 Huranovic i think yes. i don't remember and they uh, they uh, put the the um, the, the ball, ball the yeah, yes, very Yeah, with, with so much people. So I think Argentina has to, has to try. They, they, they don't do that, no. Uh, you
1: know, very just very quickly. I, I, I'm <clears> curious <throat> because I've been very surprised with the physical aspect of Croatia's game, how much they have in the tank. Um, if, you had, if I had to guess, which team was going to come in physically, oh, in better shape. If you had to guess which team is physically in better shape, which one would you say, Argentina or Croatia?
4: Oh, if it's uh. a
1: physical game.
4: Yeah, I think um
1: they're both pretty
0: beat up, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah.
4: yeah, I think uh, Croatia has like the two alargues, they say the tiempo suplementario. Extra, yeah, they, they extra, extra time. Extra times. Yeah. Um, they they have it that in their backs, but I think they they demonstrated that they are a uh, a really um se dice? Uh, uh, how do you say it when Resiliente. When Resilience? you have the strength, yes. yeah, yes. the strength too, uh, because they were like zero uh, one in in the in both matches. Mm-hmm. They right. have to go to uh, yeah it. and and tie the match and then go to the. I think they they. It's like their spirit, right? right. The, the, the way, the, their way of living. It's, it's like I think it's also has yeah, to do with their, with their, with their yeah? history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I think um, Croatia has experience, but Argentina uh, demonstrated that they had a soul, they have soul that uh, and 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 uh, mind that could be really, really useful for those times.
0: All right, Morena Beltran, great to have you with us here oh, on Football Americas. Really you. appreciate the perspective and hopefully the good luck that this show has brought Argentina. <laughs> Do not, not ever post and we'll that. We'll have you back on before the final.
4: I hope you you are over Cabala. Uh,
0: as, as we, we say so as in well. Argentina. Thank Thanks you. for being with thank
4: us.
0: Thank you. All right, what are the computers and odds makers saying ahead of tomorrow's semifinal? Looks pretty clear. Both. I think that Argentina are the favorites to make it to the World Cup Final.
3: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: All right, let's talk about the ball that will be used, right? Because the the semifinals we mentioned at the top of the show will be played with a different ball than the rest of the tournament. We go from... Is that you right there? Uh, No chance I can do any of that. I'm more of a runner. and a uh, technical player. Uh, we're going to Al-Hilm. Um, all right, so who do you think will, will end up in the
1: final? Croatia or Argentina? Uh, my gut tells me Argentina. Ooh. My head tells me how could I pick against Croatia. All right. But you're saying extra time or you're saying penalties? I say extra time. Okay. All yes. right, so Argentina through to the final in extra time. Uh, being- What we are seeing from Messi right now is what every Argentino and everybody around the world who's ever questioned Messi has wanted to see from Messi. The fire. The fire, the blood the willingness to take the team on your shoulders and say, this is my moment, my last moment, this is my last dance. All
0: right. We shall see on tomorrow's edition of Football Americas. We will be not just recapping Argentina-Croatia, but also looking ahead to France against Morocco. We'll be efforting a preview segment with our good friend, Julien Laurent. But if Jules can't make it, we'll still be looking ahead. For her, producer Beto, and our production crew from L.A. to Bristol, And the good folks who put our Football Americas logo on the water here in Doha. I put out a drone. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time here on ESPN Plus.